This summer, your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines, American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn uh, today on the Glenn Beck program. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the the lack of uh, hypocrisy in any way from these politicians who just wind up telling you to stay in your home and then they go out and have all sorts of fancy dinners and vacations. Well, it's not hypocrisy because they can do what they want. Yeah, they're better than us. They're better than we are. Yep, that's the bottom line. so much better than we are. And they know better. They know what we should do. But they're not subject to the same rules. Mm. Why should they be? They're Why elite. They be? They're elite. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. We also have the Staten Island pub owner who uh, they try to turn their pub into an autonomous zone so they could stay open during COVID. <laughs> uh, they have a nice little message for Andrew Cuomo I think you're going to enjoy. And should you not vote for Republican Senate candidates in Georgia because you're upset about the election results in the presidential race, uh, I, uh, a couple of attorneys are arguing this, one of which is a shockingly a prominent Democrat who's been donating to Democrats for a very very long time uh now he suddenly has come to see the light on trump but the way he's doing that is by encouraging democrats to control the senate and the entire government it's a strange choice um make sure you uh subscribe to pat gray unleashed on this uh, if you're on your podcast right now click on over search for pat gray unleashed make sure you subscribe to that podcast as well as Stu does america and let me tell you for the holidays we've got an incredible incredible gift for any annoying liberal or conservative that you happen to love uh, Santifa Claus, the combination of Santa Claus and Antifa. He's here from the North Pole Autonomous Zone to save you. You can get him at SantifaClaus.com on mugs and t-shirts and everything else. Also, there's another one I think you'll like, which is a uh, uh, a cityscape on fire. Cities on fire. Tr- Christmas tree on fire. And on the top it says, it's not a riot. It's just a mostly peaceful tree lighting. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Uh, you can get that all at StuDoesMerch.com. Uh, make sure you to uh, check it out and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, you know what's great is the incredible consist- consistency of these uh, Democrats who tell us, uh, you know, you got to be careful. We're just trying to save your life. Tell me more, because I haven't um, noticed uh, you the haven't consistency. Noticed really? I, but huh. yeah, I, you know, yeah. being a conservative, maybe I'm just judging them. <laughs> I think I think that's what's happening, Stu, quite honestly. Thank you for being open to that possibility. Yeah, by I, the way. it could just be partisan hatred. Yeah, I, think my, that's, I my... think that's clearly what it is. Uh, you're a hater, and these are, plus, uh, my magic muffins are done. We just heard that. Okay. Um, so, uh, they, uh, uh, they know better than we do. Right, of and course. they're just—they're just trying to help us out. So they're not subject to the same kind of rules that we are. You know, we're sh- we're sheep or. Cats.
cattle and and they're the herders they're the ranchers and they just show us where to go and what to do and what not to do but they don't have to do that it's like for instance it's like a like a rancher who herds a bunch of cattle into hmm. you know a fenced off area yeah well you don't expect the rancher to stay there with them do you no, no. are they gonna move in no. <laughs> No. They don't live outside. They've no, got they the nice outside, house. Yeah. Uh, with the cattle, that's ridiculous that, to expect that of them. Eating hay and pooping in the grass. That's, right. that's not what their job is. That's exactly right. So when they tell you not to go anywhere, but they're taking vacations to Cabo, you should understand that. They're better. They're better than, than we you, are. Right? Yes. Like, and yes. that's the thing I think people don't understand. They think, <laughs> hey, maybe we should have the same rules and live by the same rules, but no. why would we have the same rules as our betters? Exactly. It doesn't make right. any sense. It makes They're no better sense than whatsoever. us. We're not. We're zeros. Why would we have the same rules as these heroes? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Are the cattle yelling at the rancher as he's going back to his beautiful home? Hey, why are you in here with us? No, they're not. No, they're they not just saying say that. moo. That's they all they say. say. Moo. And who knows what that means? I mean, it could I, I mean, know. hey, why are you going back to that nice house instead of staying out here with us? I guess. I, I, I guess. I don't speak. I, I doubt. I doubt it. Because they know better. Mm-hmm. They know they're stupid and the rancher is smart and knows what's best for them. So, for instance, when, a, when the mayor of Austin goes to Cabo San Lucas on vacation and then everybody finds out about it. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. That's what I say. Good for him. That's right. That's great. I hope he had a great time. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Because you know how hard he works. And you know how smart he is and how he's looking out for everybody else. And he's just telling you, you need to stay in your home. You stay put. But I can go wherever I want. It's a good thing. And especially you can go to a country that has, it's not even attempting to stop coronavirus. Like they're, not, <laughs> they're not even trying. They're not even, they're not even saying yeah. like, hey, yeah, you guys should stay a few feet, a feet apart. They're basically just, just letting it roll. They actually invite people to bathe in baths of COVID-19. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's in the salsa down there now. <laughs> they When they make the salsa, they mix in a little COVID-19. Right. Just to give that extra little tang. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They want everybody to have it. It's yeah. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It's basically their response. <laughs> but go ahead. Take a vacation there. Take a vacation there. to Cabo. We appreciate that. That's fantastic. And I love it. Then when it comes out, oh, I apologize. I, you know, everything, the conditions were completely different for me and the, as they are for you now. And, and I was fine doing that, but I'm sorry that you found out about it. I'm, <laughs> that's yeah, basically you know what? what he said. But yeah, that is basically what he said. And But that's okay. Because he that's is okay, cause he knows better. better than us. Yes. Right? Thank you for noticing If he's a better person than us, he gets to do more things than us. (laughs) If he's more important than us, he gets to take more important, extravagant vacations. And we shouldn't be able to take them because we're we're lesser. Thank you. He's better. We're lesser. Yes. I I don't understand. It's that simple. Are people not understanding What don't you understand about it? (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I really want that press conference from one of these guys. I I want Gavin Newsom to come out and go, look, do you know who I am? Yeah, you do. Do mm-hmm. I know who you are? No. I get to go to the restaurants. You don't. Right. If you, when you start knowing, when we <laughs> when we all start thinking about what Bill is doing uh-huh. on a daily, daily basis, then Bill can start going to the fancy restaurants too. Until then, I'm the governor. I'm going to the restaurants. Screw you. That's what I would like to hear. <laughs> I actually want them to just tell us. That kind of honesty would be refreshing. It would. Wouldn't it? I, I, yeah, I think I might vote for him in that, in that circumstance. <laughs> if someone comes out and gives that press conference, they have my vote. I'm all about it. <laughs> Uh, the L, the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, yeah, uh, Eric Garcetti, mm-hmm. is telling everybody what's in their best interest. Uh, here's what he has to say about what's coming up for the holidays. 
So tonight, I want to speak, as always, to you candidly. Oh, good, good. With the truths and the statistics that I get as soon as I get them, to share them with you. And to know what we can do in the coming days. Mm -hmm. It's as much what you choose not to do as what you do do. Do do. To determine what happens here in our beloved hometown. The choices uh -huh. between us are stark, between health and sickness, between care and apathy, mm -hmm. and yes, between life and, and death and yes. for too many of the people that we love. Yeah. My message couldn't be simpler. Oh, no. It's no, time to hunker down. There you mm. go. It's time to cancel everything. <laughs> and if it isn't <laughs> essential, everything. don't do it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Don't meet up with others outside your household. Right. Don't host a gathering. Don't, don't, don't attend do a gathering. Don't. And following our targeted safer at home order, if you're able to stay home, stay home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's important. Mm -hmm. It's important. And the, the, uh, the, the order is a little confusing to the people of Los Angeles. Uh, uh, while the new restrictions uh, and allowable activities mirror those issued by los angeles county last week so they're the same he's just saying them again okay i guess with more intensity mm -hmm. i don't know uh the language and messaging is far stronger than before uh this is not an absolute lockdown however as the order spells out a variety of exceptions oh there are, 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 cancel everything has some has some exceptions, exceptions. like for example, by everything he doesn't mean everything no not everything obviously not everything right um let's say uh the exceptions still allow people to conduct business such as buying food okay sure. uh, all right obtaining medical care okay yeah and going to other uh, essential businesses like automobile services okay all right it's a little bit Maybe all right. Okay, but sure. Your car, if your car breaks down, you get you got to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. And then other uh, essential services like film production. <laughs> well, you can't live without movies, right? They got to go right? out now. There's no theaters to show them in, but you got to keep producing Just those. Movies. Knowing they're being produced mm -hmm. is enough for me. Yeah, I, I really feel good about that. Um, I feel safer knowing that Hollywood is making movies. And 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 we should also point out. Obviously, mm -hmm. many of the city's recreational activities remain open, such as beaches, parks, and public golf courses. Because okay. golf is among it's, it's essential. the most essential. Yeah. Especially for people who are our betters. They need to be able to play golf. So they have to have that mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. Now, if you like some like loser sport, well, then no, of course. I mean, they're kicking the San Francisco 49ers out of the state. They can't even play their home <laughs> games anymore. But luckily, executives can go play golf. And that's what's important. It is. People don't realize uh, COVID is different for people of a certain status. Those people should be able to go and do the thing. They, should, they can assess their own risk. They can uh -huh. take care of their own lives. Can you? No. no. Who are you? Nobody. Who are we? We're no, one. no ones. Yes. We are nobodies. So we don't get to make those decisions. We don't get to judge our own risk. They do. For They can do it for us. That's why they're so great, Pat. Mm -hmm. They can not only do it for themselves, but then they can do it for us, too. Yeah. What great people they are to tell us all the things that, that we can we can do on our own. Or not do. Or not do. It's really comforting you. is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's comforting to have somebody looking out for us like that because we're so stupid. You know, we, so we're true. so butt stupid. We can't figure out what to do on our own. We need Eric Garcetti or Gavin Newsom to oh, tell yeah. us. And Gavin exactly Newsom, what to look, do. did he go to a fancy dinner? Yes. Sure. Were there a lot of people there? 
Yes. yes. Were those people members of the upper echelon of the public health uh, uh, yes. circ- uh, group there in, in California? Sure. sure. Did they sh- socially distance? No. 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 Did but they, they do don't it need out- to. Did I do it outside at least? No. no. No, they did not. They don't need to. They don't need to. They're them. You're you. Get, and, it, and get it through your head. They needn't even explain it to us. No. Really. We're fortunate that once in a while they're, they'll condescend to our level. And tell us why they've done it. I believe it was the uh, mayor of San Francisco, for example, that also went to that same restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, the same the, the French Laundry. Y- yes. Which is, you know, yeah, nice, hundreds and swanky. hundreds of dollars per plate. At least. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, good for them. Good I for them. feel I'm happy they're enjoying their lives. That's what I come out of this with. I don't think about, hey, maybe I should be able to do things, too, or maybe I should be able to oh, make my own decisions. I never think that, that would be selfish. That's selfish. What I think of is, thank God. Mm-hmm. These public servants <laughs> are able to go to these hundred dollar, three hundred, four hundred dollar a dinner, a plate dinners, mm-hmm. and fancy restaurants, and mm-hmm. gather with their friends in close quarters indoors. Right. I'm glad they're able to do that, so they can relieve the stress of their jobs. Because you know how stressful it is to tell an entire populace they can't leave their homes. No, I don't know how stressful no, it is. That's exactly I can't relate to them know. because they're so much better than I am. So I, what do I know? You're you. Nothing. They're them. Get it through your head. Right. Right. Thank so God. We can't be expected. <laughs> they can't be expected to do what we have to do. No. It's just silly to even think of that. You know what's amazing is that it's become so obvious now that this is what they believe. Everything we've just outlined. Even CNN mm. has noticed it and called it out. A number of Democratic leaders apologizing or reversing course after multiple occurrences of do as I say, not as I do. They have been caught not following their own coronavirus guidelines. The past few weeks brought into relief a pattern of leaders Mm. failing to lead by example, Mm. asking Americans to make sacrifices that they themselves are unwilling to make and appearing sorry only when they're caught. Mm, thank Trust you. is built slowly, but it evaporates uh, wow. faster than reservations at a fancy restaurant. A lot of these leaders, they are looking across the aisle to blame Republicans who aren't taking mask wearing seriously. Mm. But maybe it's time they also look in the mirror no. and ask themselves if that amuse-bouche was really worth it. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I will say, if I was going to hear this wow. segment, I would not have expected to see it on CNN. No way. And I will say, if I was going to see it on CNN, I would not have expected it from Brianna Keeler. But no. good job. I mean, that's yes. A, How about that? Thank God somebody is stepping up and saying that type of thing, because it's so typical of the media to just ignore it. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing a great job of it so far. They didn't even get on uh, Lori Lightfoot when she told everybody not to go to beauty salons. And then that day, she went to a beauty salon. Her explanation was, well, I care about my hygiene. (laughs) Oh, unlike the unwashed masses. Right. Why would someone who, I mean, these peons of society, do they care about washing their face and cutting their hair? No. No. They don't care if they, they look like care. slobs, you and they see do. These people, there's you see these people walking around in the in, the, mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. They're all just just embarrassing and dirty. They're like Pigpen from Charlie Brown. They're walking around. There's just cloud of dust around all of them. Uh-huh. Okay, that's what these yep. li- these peons do. Exactly. But not Lori Lightfoot. Who? No, she cares. I, about I mean, her if there's anything Lori Lightfoot has going on, it's a fantastic appearance. <laughs> 
That's a really good observation on your part, Stu. Thank you. A really good... She is just so, a really attractive person. Yes. And she has to maintain that at all times. She's not the strangest looking person I've seen in my life. No. No. With bug eyes? No. no she's not. No, she's not. No. She doesn't look like a Muppet to me. Not no. not at all. Mm-mm. That's why I'm happy she's always able to groom herself as needed. <laughs> Again, it's comforting yeah. to me to know that she can do that. Thank you. Uh, even though we can't. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Back. Let's go to Matt in Texas. Hey, Matt, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hey, Pat and Stu. Hey, first of all, welcome to Texas, man. We're proud to have you. Glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hey. And here's the thing, I have, this whole mask thing, I haven't understood from day one, because it seems so simple and such a missed opportunity. Why didn't they just make it a patriotic thing from the very beginning? Just blame the entire thing on communist China, not not the Chinese people, but mm-hmm. communist China. Apparently CNN would have been upset until today, obviously. <laughs> um, but just blame that, because you have people who are motivated by safety first. And then you have the people mm-hmm. like us, the entrepreneurs and whatnot, who aren't motivated quite the same way. We're motivated by other things. So the people who are motivated by safety, they're going to wear the mask. They're going to wear the mask. But if you make it a patriotic thing and you say, hey, let's show the rest of the world what the free of uh, the freest country can do. No new rules, no new mandates. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're going to ask you nicely. If you love your fellow American, if you want to look out for your older veterans and older citizens, then go ahead and do this. Wear this mask because we don't have all the facts, but here's what we do know. What you'll, know, what you'll find if you ask people nicely, because trust me, I grew up with the reddest of rednecks in Texas. And if you ask rednecks <laughs> nicely to do something, yeah. you'll be amazed. They'll, they'll be the they'll ones walking it. in the stores being like, yeah, they'll be like, hey, buddy, I see you don't have a mask, man. Don't you love your fellow American? <laughs> I got one in the car, man. It's nice. My mama made it. Like, <laughs> you'll, be, yeah. you'll be amazed at how people will go out of their way to take care and look out for their fellow American when you just ask them and leave it up to the goodwill of people. Yeah, and, Probably uh, right. I think Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Certainly a much better approach. And also, I will say uh something that the media could not allow to happen because donald trump was saying china was at fault here and Mm. they couldn't agree with it until now now there's there's releasing information of you know they're finding documents and all this wonderful journalism is being done about how bad china was at the beginning of this even though look dr burks was saying that from the beginning that they were that china withholding information changed the way we responded to the virus right we didn't think it was a big deal because china was telling us it wasn't i think the problem with that though is that the drive to make everybody wear a mask uh was it it was driven by democrats and patriotism is the furthest thing from the mind of a democrat exactly and the left couldn't they wouldn't even think of it yeah Yeah. they can't they they don't acknowledge acknowledge it it. they don't think that way at all you see bits and pieces of this, of, of a good response in the way that they're doing this every once in a while. Like, there were places that were saying, you know what, a good place, for, a good thing for you to do in this time, when things are closed, times are tough, go out to a park, go out to a beach, mm-hmm. stay away from people while you're there, but, you know, be outside, do things outside. You know, if you're going to have a church service, do it outside. Enjoy the great weather when you have the great weather. Those sorts of messages would have been good. Mm-hmm. What they what they did yesterday, the CDC yesterday was was also, I think, a good step, which is they shortened the quarantine time. I went through the quarantine, which I had to do ten days uh, of quarantine uh, 
And now they're saying seven to ten, right? Now, now they're saying it's down to seven for what I, I would have had seven. They cut it from ten to seven. And they cut it from 14 to 10 for the other type of quarantine. The bottom line with that, though, is what was happening. And I will tell you personal experience here. This is true. That people don't go get tested because they don't want to deal with the quarantine. So they don't want to know mm-hmm. that they have it. We talked to people because we were in contact with people. We had to call them. We had to say, hey, sorry, we got it. Like, you should probably go get tested or whatever. Um, we're supposed to tell everybody that we know or have ever passed in a hallway. And uh, what the some people were like, okay, yeah, go get tested. But there was a decent amount of pushback on just like, oh, God, don't tell me that. I don't. My, my, we had people who telling us, hey, well, my, my uh, son has got a football game, and I don't want him to miss that. And my mom's coming into town. It's like, that's the exact time you want to get tested, right? Like Mm -hmm. before your mom, who's likely elderly, is coming into town, you probably want to know if you have COVID. But it's look, it is completely disruptive. But I honestly think if people would just do what the caller was talking about and just be like, look, you know, let's let's do the best that we can. We can't shut down society. And when you try to tell people, restrict yourself out of this problem, just sacrifice all of your life until we get this under control, that is not a message that's going to to connect with anybody. Because even in these places where they have the strict mandates, they're not being followed. They're not being followed. People went into quarantine before the mandates started because they were afraid of what was going on and mm-hmm. they came out of the quarantine before they ended because they were done with it. If you can if you if you can actually take a, a moment and communicate reliable information consistently without haranguing people, you can get some good results. But they they've been incapable of doing that from the beginning. Uh, the, the media can't do anything but say, "You know what? If you don't do everything that we say in the order that we say it, it's because you like Donald Trump and you're a racist and you don't care about old people. You're killing grandma. And this has been a terrible approach, not only because it's not true and not only because it is just an awful thing to do to your fellow person, but also because it's not effective in any way. It doesn't work. People don't listen to it. Yeah, they don't trust us. They don't trust us enough to believe the best about us, that we would do what we can uh, to avoid infecting anybody especially the most vulnerable among us and if they would have yes in the beginning said look let's protect the most vulnerable among us Mm -hmm. and let's make sure that those uh who are really in danger here don't get infected and the rest of you just act responsibly yeah i think that would have been received really well i think so too and we'd be way further ahead of the game than we are who's going to connect with that message the caller brought it up in terms of patriotism but I would also argue like it's a message that would connect with people of faith right? Yeah, to say, like, like well, you know, look, I understand yes. this is annoying, but can you sacrifice for other people? Like that is mm-hmm. a Christian conservative message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not a liberal message. And, that is a Christian conservative message. And instead they were like, no, we are <laughs> welding you in your garage. And that uh-huh. is not going to help. Nope. It makes people you even pointed this out with a vaccine. If they mandate it, people are going to be don't much take it. less likely to take it. Yeah. And they're going to do be. it anyway because they want to push you around and force people. And they don't trust us. Andrew they, Cuomo will do it anyway. Yeah, he will. Because he, he doesn't. I mean, it's not about how many people get the virus or how people feel. Mm-hmm. It's about Andrew Cuomo making sure he gets a lot of books sold <laughs> yep. and acting like he can go on these press conferences and get praised by the media. And people need to call that out. There's been a lot of places. I mean, look at Florida. Florida's done. 
uh, really well in comparison to places like New York and has had some of the least restrictive rules. But I think DeSantis has treated his populace like adults. Mm -hmm. He said, look, this is real. These are real problems. We have a lot of vulnerable people in Florida, a lot of elderly people in Florida. Their death rate should be really high. But he said, look, go out there. We're going to keep things open. I mean, it's, I believe they're at 100% capacity now. You, you can Even like in stadiums and stuff. Now, the stadiums are choosing themselves to, to hold back capacity. But uh, Yeah, but you, you notice the up. games that are played in Florida. If you watch college football, uh, the games that are played in Florida are much higher attended than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. And that's a good sign for the Super Bowl, which is also happened to be being played yeah. in Tampa this year. Uh, but it is, uh, it is. Wow. It Are is, you planning to go? Are you trying I to? Not only already have my ticket. Oh, you do? Which I bought, I believe, in April. Oh, wow. I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm making this happen. I'm willing the Super Bowl into existence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm all set to go. I'm, I, it's funny. I've been doing these polls every couple of months on Twitter. Uh, saying, do you think the Super Bowl will be played on the day it's supposed to be played with a pretty close to full audience? And it was, I think, when I first asked it, it was like the summer. And people, it was like maybe maybe 40% of people said no. And then it was up to about 80% of people last time I asked it. I should ask it oh, again yeah. today to see. I mean, because I think quite clearly the, the NFL is not... I don't think not, there's any way they're going to do that. They're not going to let the full crowd in there. No. They may have it on the same day. Yeah, they, it'll uh, probably it, be played. It does seem like they're doing everything scheduled. they can. We, I watched a football game between the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> at 3.40 p.m. <laughs> on, a <Wednesday>. <laughs> <laughs> on a Wednesday. So I think they're trying to get that Super Bowl in on time. Uh, amazing. Uh, let's go to Justin in New York. Hey, Justin, you're on the Glenn, Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Uh, hi. Hey. Go ahead. This is where you come in. Yeah, you should try talking now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to get my coat on. Um, so last night I was watching uh, Tucker Carlson, uh-huh. and they were and they were saying that um, they tested some samples for the American Red Cross, where there was antibodies uh, from last March or April, mm-hmm. way before we were told about this. So it would indicate that coronavirus has been in our community or in our country a lot longer than what we thought. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because they had antibodies from people that were tested clear back in March when really that yeah. was those were the first cases that happened in the U.S. So for people to already have antibodies at that point, at that point, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah. they think it went back to probably December of 2019. It seems to be the current. Uh, some people believe November, um, but it does seem to be earlier here in the States. Uh, it, there has been some recent reporting on that. Uh, um, wow. Uh, but. Uh, that wouldn't. I mean, there, I mean, I think the first cases came in February, right? Uh, that we knew initially in Los yeah, Angeles. Maybe I think there were like they, very they were travelers, few. yeah, from yeah. from China and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, I know it's it, it's an interesting thing. It's tough to really. It, it didn't seem <clears> like it was exploding at that time. If you look at um, if you look at all cause mortality, you see a huge spike in March and April. I mean, it definitely seems like that's when it really hit. But we don't we don't know exactly. <laughs> I look, it's China, and and until. <laughs> You know, we will find out at some point in like 2060 that China knew way more than we ever knew. It's like when mm-hmm. you know, when when some iron curtain falls and somebody leaks some documents, you find out, you know, decades later with these communist regimes, what actually happened. We've seen it over and over again with the Soviet Union as as their, uh, you know, their country crumbled. 
we found out all sorts of stuff that we didn't know. Well, China before. is still claiming 86,000 people are infected to this day. I mean, come on. And 4,634 people have died. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that is asinine. No, it's not that true. It can't be. It's got to be 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times higher than that. I, when will I mean, we know? And uh, probably not for a really long probably time. Probably not for a real long time. For a really long time. They have a, they have a, a way uh, to... They seem to be able to just like make people disappear quite often. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, did you know they have like a million Uyghurs in camps? And I was like, how do we, how is that new news? How do you get to a million before anyone notices in the year 2020? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, they just did it. They just did it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you have control over Amazing. society, it's a lot easier to do these things. And look, it's also easier to control a freaking virus when you can weld everyone in their garage. Mm-hmm. It is. It is when you when you can uh, you can basically ruin the lives of anyone who speaks out about it. You can hide a lot of cases. I mean, that's what they did Very with the true. doctors who discovered it initially. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Barack Obama, you know, it's only when he shows his his uh, face again that you think, wow, that's right. Uh, This is why I dislike this guy so much. With all the intensity of a billion white hot burning suns, I dislike this guy. Uh, Ever since he, he left the White House, he's been hinting at the idea that the Internet and social media have helped create the single biggest threat to the United States democracy, which, by the way, we're not a democracy. But he also uh, credits his win back in the day to harnessing social media. Um, And now he is trying to shut down conservative thought on social media even more than it's already being shut down. He doesn't think that the Twitters and Facebooks of the world are doing enough to shut down conservatives. He wants... Being honest. It's just uh, unbelievable to me the fascism of these people... And yet, it's supposedly Republicans who are the fascists. We're the ones who want to hear more opinions, not less. Uh, But let us at least show our side of the argument. Um, But Obama said, I don't hold the tech companies entirely responsible because this predates social media. It was already there. He's talking about, I guess, the thought that he doesn't think is worthwhile but social media has turbocharged it. So he wants them to be more responsible and shut down more opinions on the internet. We have to have a serious conversation about what these business models look like, the algorithms, the mechanisms, whereby we can create more of a common conversation. That means he wants to hear from people who believe the things he does, but he doesn't want to hear from those who don't. And that cannot be just a commercially driven conversation. So obviously government needs to intervene in these social media giants as well and help them shut down conservatives. This could get really bad if we don't stand up to it. And it makes no sense, especially for public figures and office holders. Like they keep saying they're going to they're going to censor Donald Trump's tweets 
And, you know, sometimes they'll post warnings with them and all of these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just let's just take this scenario for a second. Let's say you somebody gets elected. Let's say Donald Trump gets elected in 2016 and two years into his administration, he just turns into an actual racist and starts just tweeting actually racist things. Right. Really, like mm-hmm. that we'd all agree we're racist. Let's just say that happened. Mm-hmm. And Twitter censors them all because they're racist. H- how do we know who to vote for in 2020? <laughs> Shouldn't we have the information that it, yes, like when a public figure like think of the things, the crazy things that Elon Omar has said online or AOC has said online. Do you want those things censored? No, I don't. I want her to be saying those things so that I know yep. who these people are and I know Absolutely. that I don't want them elected. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. A, but why would I want to hide any any public figures comments of any sort with the exception of illegal activity? Right. I, I mean, obviously, if someone's literally threatening, threatening someone's life or something, you know, that's a totally different story. But when you when you talk about like commentary that you might totally disagree with and think is misleading people i mean like you know if people like on the left will say well donald trump is, is tweeting these conspiracy theories about the election or conspiracy theories about about um covid or whatever it is well we need that information to judge whether we want him to be president next time right mm-hmm. and when he probably runs in 2024 right all these things should be out there for us to be able to judge and the idea that twitter facebook should be the arbiters of truth on this is is ridiculous we, we did a thing on stu does america on fact checkers this week and i was just going back for some classic examples and i went back to a, a, a politifact fact check of glenn back from you know the obama era and he was talking about john holdren remember the science advisor mm-hmm. yeah and how at one time he advocated for forced serial i think he said proposed uh, was his actual word a uh, forced sterilization, sterilization and, and mandatory abortions compulsory abortions right uh he, glenn got wow. rated pants on fire for that claim now what really pants on fire now you go back and you read the guy's book his own book <laughs> yeah where he proposes and i went through the dictionary definition of propose exactly what he did proposes for discussion he says just like that uh we should we there needs to be discussion around whether it's you know whether we should have x y and z and goes through those exact proposals that glenn outlined and at the end they say well he never actually did them and it's unlikely that they'll happen pants on fire it's like well that's not what glenn said he said he proposed them which he did he did should have been true mm-hmm. you want to say mostly true because you don't like this characterization you can go there to go all the way to not only not false but pants on fire their worst rating and, and then these are the people who are making the fact check decisions to see whether your tweet is true or not whether it gets a warning whether it gets uh, demonetized whether it gets uh you know thrown into oblivion mm-hmm. and not shared with anyone and and think of how convenient this is when you come to like a selection bias type of situation you know, we've said a thousand things on the show today, right? Like you could clearly find the overwhelming majority of them are unquestionable, right? Like you're just mm-hmm. we're just talking about basic things that would be rated true. Then there's some things where we have opinion where you they may say true or false. But if you pick the statements from Republicans that are false, which everyone says something wrong every once in a while, and you give you rate them false all the time, then you shrink their audience. And then when they say the thing that's true that you don't like, well, you don't have to fact check that one. And so that gets to a smaller audience. The reverse with the left. They fact check things that are true. Obviously, Democrats occasionally 
every once in a while say something that's true. They pick those things, fact check them true. They don't fact check the ones when they're false. And then their audience grows, not shrinks. And when they say the false thing, it goes to more people, which is a, is a terrible outcome. But it's one that these, you know, these organizations propagate all the time. Uh, yeah. And Obama uh, has been pretty prominent uh, over the last few weeks for some reason. He's uh, he's getting into everything. Um, and he was just uh, interviewed by Peter Hamby from Good Luck America. Had some interesting things to say to the young advocates or activists, uh, people like AOC. Here's what he what he had to say. If you're a young activist today and you believe really passionately in a slogan like defund the police, what is your advice to that activist also knowing that a lot of politicians won't go near that phrase? It's interesting. We take for granted, if you want people to buy your sneakers, that you're going to market it to your audience. If a musician drops a record, there's going to try to reach certain audiences speaking to folks where they are. It's no different in terms of ideas. If mm-hmm. you believe, as as I do, that we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like snappy, defund snappy. the police, but you know snappy. you lost a Is big it? audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less mm-hmm. likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Snappy. A snappy so, slogan. He snappy. still has the wit soul going on that wasn't for him apparently a uh, a part of the oval office uh, it's carried with him outside of his presidency as well the snappy snappy slogan um i love that because he's just admitting the truth here which is they all believe in these crazy ideas Mm -hmm. the question is only whether you say them or not Yep. Right? So, Ilan Omar yeah. says them. I don't Barack think Obama he... Obama doesn't say them. I don't think he disagrees with defund the police. Nope. He just says doesn't like the slogan. He just doesn't like the slogan because it's too snappy. Snappy. And it turns people off. Because when you tell people what you actually plan to do, and that's defund the police, yep. uh, you're not supposed to do that. He wants it done subversively. Uh, so, you don't, you, you don't uh, announce your intentions that clearly. And I keep wondering too, like if you defund the police, how do you uh, how do you implement a mask mandate? How do you how do you enforce a mask it's mandate when you've defunded? It's going to be difficult. How are you going to keep people locked up in their homes if you defunded the police? Yeah, I don't know that right. I want the answer to that question. It's probably really scary. National Guard, yeah, Marines. Who, I don't know. Uh, Somebody else will come to your home. God only knows. But I, force will be involved. Uh, but yeah, this is this. It goes back to Van Jones when he went into uh, the White House and we went through his older yeah. commentaries and he said he wanted to drop the radical, radical means to get the radical ends. He was okay saying, no longer saying he was a communist and no longer being right. a radical right? because at the end to get the result he wanted, it was smarter to put on a suit and go into a business meeting and convince companies that they should all adopt a replicate of the Green New Deal. And that's always been what Barack Obama is all about. Hasn't it? He won't. He won't come out and say, "Look, I'm a, I'm a Marxist." Even though he has followed the Marxist theory his entire life, he said it a long time ago. But he wouldn't yes, say it when right. he was going into office because he, he knew that would hurt him exactly. politically. Exactly. He's covering. And and by the way, this he's right on this point. If you want to, he's smart. If you want to mm-hmm. become, if you want to get something done as a progressive, 
he is correct that defund the police scared the hell out of everybody. Mm-hmm. It scared the hell out of Democrats. It scared the hell out of any uh, a fringe Republican who might have voted for Joe Biden. Those people were scared because of the things Ilan Omar and AOC advocate for, like getting rid of police so that when you call 911, nothing happens. Like that is like that's something that too. you don't need to be some hardcore Republican right. to believe in that. So it did scare off some voters. He's right that the better approach to get to those policies is to not say them out loud. But it is it is really <laughs> freaking revealing when you have to hide the thing that you want. I never have a problem saying I want lower taxes. I never have to say, oh, well, what we want, of course, is um, uh, to defund the the. The government. The government. Like, I don't need to yeah. say that. I yeah. want lower taxes because I believe people should have more of their own money. Period. Like, I don't need to hide it. I don't need to hide. Like, people are like, oh, well, let's, oh, you know what? Let me give you a great slogan. We are not for abortion. We're for choice. We are pro-choice. I have no mm-hmm. problem saying I'm against abortion. I don't. Mm-hmm. Pro-life is a fine summary because it also does encapsulate <laughs> Uh, the argument however i have no problem saying i'm against abortion i don't yeah, think either. women should have the right to choose to <laughs> kill their children <laughs> yes i think that's a bad idea and i don't run from it i don't need to run from it but they do they do because they're radicals na, 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 na.